0: Hello and welcome to the Cleveland Browns Dog Pound South Podcast, part of the Fanatical L's network, which is part of the fans' first sports network. I'm Steve Gill, your host, and training camp has begun. We're getting videos of plays and formations and workouts and individual drills and player interviews, coaches interviews, Andrew Berry got interviewed. So it's a start of camp, and some news slowly came out yesterday over the weekend and today. Um, Over the weekend, um, Kevin Stefanski, who usually doesn't say anything in his news conferences, uh, mentioned a few things. One that caught my eye or caught my ear was the fact that um, Deshaun Watson will, be able, will have the capacity to call plays in the huddle, given certain circumstances. And also, he will be making the line calls, the offensive line calls, usually done by the center or guard. Uh, but apparently, and I didn't know this, he, he did this when he was with Houston. He'd uh, call out uh, the offensive line adjustments, So he's going to be allowed to do that. And also Kevin Stefanski showing a little more uh, openness um, and a little more uh, willingness to be less stubborn with his offense is going to let uh, Deshaun Watson in certain critical situations change the play in the huddle, which is what got Baker Mayfield in trouble. And he's no longer with the team. But I love it. I love it. Uh, Deshaun Watson is a franchise quarterback. He knows the situations he's been in. And speaking of which, because uh, I don't have a hobby and on weekends, unless I it's tax season, I'm usually not working, uh, I decided to go back and watch uh, games, highlights of games from 2018, Houston Texans, Deshaun Watson, a quarterback. Um, I noticed quite a few things uh, that I was totally wrong about I thought he ran into a lot of sacks because of his mobility uh, because of him scrambling actually a lot of the sacks came right up the middle the defense just overpowered the center and the guards and he sometimes he had a plenty of time there was great coverage Uh, his wide receivers uh, Will Fuller was pretty good. Uh, they had a guy named Cutie, but of course, DeAndre Hopkins was his main target, along with tight ends. Um, but after DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller uh, didn't have a, a lot of well known targets. As a matter of fact, when the season started in 2018, Houston's running back was a guy named Alfred Blue. I don't even remember Alfred Blue. But uh, anyway, uh, he did get sacked when he scrambled out of the pocket when there was pressure. So I was totally wrong about that. So I I would assume that with Bill Callahan and uh, our our excellent up-the-middle positions of center and two guards, Posick, uh, Teller, and Batonio, uh, we can probably negate some of those that pressure up the middle that he got uh, back in 2018. Also, I noticed he really – he's very accurate. <laughs> I mean, he throws a great football. Um, but, uh, yeah, let's, let's – and the way they're talking uh, so far uh, in uh, news conferences, uh, Andrew Barry mentioned he, uh, he thought that the, the relationship between Stefanski and Watson was excellent, that he thought that Stefanski, Coach Stefanski was more open – to change and being more creative with the offense, which I love to hear. So I'm not much worried about, I'm, I am feeling a little better about the Deshaun Watson after those last six games. I know everybody, and I don't blame you that Steeler game stuck in my head all off season. I, I still shake my head, you know, last game of the season, uh, Detroit has an opportunity and knock green Bay out of the playoffs. And what do they do? They, they, Take on their chief rival and do it. The Browns had an opportunity to give uh, Mike Tomlin his first losing season and they blew it. Um, so, and yeah, that still just uh, irritates me. But anyway, um, also some good news. Uh, uh, it looks like Taki Taki, Sioni Taki will be everything is progressing while he will be ready for the season opener and not put on the pup list. Uh, Also with Anthony Walker, also looking well. I'm still a little worried about the depth at linebacker. Um, You really don't want uh, the special teams guys, um, Matthew Adams and uh, Kunichik, I think I pronounced that right, uh, starting. Uh, We saw that last year. Um, Doesn't work out. Um, You really don't know about Jacob Phillips. He flashed some... Nice, he flashed a few times last year when he was uh, put into the, the starting position. But I, 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 and right now, there are no street free agents available, so they're gonna have to run with this crew that they have now. Also, I found it interesting that Andrew Barry, in addressing the defensive uh, tackle position, since the um. Cutting on Perrion Winfrey, geez, who saw that coming? The guy was down to one strike, and he blew it. Uh, I hope he gets help, but, you know, I, I thought he would at least make it through West Virginia, the West Virginia trip, but he didn't even make it to, to training camp. So he had mentioned that uh, still evaluating uh, the roster when somebody asked him about the defensive tackle position. Of course, you're going to hear the the standard names. Matt Ionotis, who I love. Um, There's some other ones. uh, Shelby Harris, and uh, I've heard a name, Akeem Hicks, which seems to be a very popular defensive tackle with some teams. He's been contacted by a few teams, and I believe he's been contacted by the Browns. So I wouldn't mind any of those. Um, That's... Very, very uh, – I think we need a more uh, – a veteran a presence on the line. You're only going to get out of uh, Tomlinson, Dalvin Tomlinson, about 55, 60 snaps a game. Sika Ika is only probably going to be in there on uh, noticeable running downs. And I know Zaria Smith can play inside and outside, kind of like Clowney did the last two years. And then you'd have Garrett and Oronquo on on the ends. Um, You could play a little Alex Wright on the the, uh, inside. By the way, I saw a video today of Miles Garrett uh, showing up some techniques on the sidelines. I forgot how big he is. Alex Wright is huge. But anyway, um, But I still think they need a, a veteran defensive tackle to put in the rotation. You can't count on the same guys that started last year doing the majority of the plays this year. This year, I know Jim Schwartz is a better defensive coordinator than uh, Joe Woods. Joe Woods emphasized the secondary. Uh, Jim Schwartz is going to emphasize pressure. Uh, he still doesn't want to call his defense a wide nine. A wide nine opens up some running lanes for running backs. He wants to clog those lanes with a maze of players so the running backs don't get past, or if they do get past the line of scrimmage, they don't get very far. Um, he's also going to play a lot of man-to-man, um, which I love. Uh, if, if you're uh, a defensive back and your guy lines up in the slot, guess what? You're the slot corner. Uh, let's get away from He will play some uh, three deep. Um, he has the capacity to do that with his safeties. Um, Delpit, got to have a big year from Delpit this year, but uh, I like that he is going to be strong safety that's his natural position and Juan Thornhill finally we have a actual free safety playing free safety it's been decade it's been a while um and then you got Ronnie McLeod who can do both can cover the run can cover he could even play some slot he could start for some some NFL teams right now but chose the Browns to take the opportunity and also work with Jim Schwartz again um, what else, what else, what other things that I pick up listening to, uh, uh, interviews, I noticed, uh, that I could have sworn. I heard Kevin Stefanski day, say today that, uh, he's going to have some starters play in the second preseason game and the fourth preseason game. Um, I had forgotten in the past, anytime, uh, the Browns go and do, you know, workouts with another team. Prior to a preseason game, he doesn't start uh, his starters during the preseason game. He did that last year with Philadelphia. The the workouts were starters, and then he held the starters out for the preseason game. Uh, So it's looking like Washington week two and then at Kansas City week four Usually the last game is the throwaway game, but we all know Andy Reid loves to play Patrick Mahomes right from the start in preseason games and start him all all the games. He doesn't care. He's 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 confident in his player. So we it might be uh, we might see a little starters. Now is Nick Chubb going to play in these preseason games? God, I hope not. Um well Miles Garrett yeah, uh, new defensive uh, coordinator, new defensive scheme. So I expect to see Zedaria Smith and Miles Garrett playing in uh, the week two and the week four preseason game. Let's take a quick break right here. Then when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about uh, what else I heard. That uh, apparently it was one quote from Andrew Berry that I totally missed, and somebody else picked up on. Okay, um, I totally missed this, uh, a, a quote from Andrew Berry about the running backs, and uh, a guy I follow on Twitter, Jake Burns, Jake underscore Burns 18, um, found, saw this and posted it on Twitter. It was Andrew Berry talking about uh, the running backs, and he said, feel really good about Jerome Ford, and, uh, who had a strong spring, pass protection especially, we think his receiver skills are strong will be there will be competition behind him and remains to be seen who will emerge now i have always i've been feeling pretty good about the the running back room with nick chug and jerome ford even though jerome ford as uh, my uh, fellow podcaster uh, Elliot, the, the village Elliot pointed out on Thursday's show that he and constantly points out he's only had uh, 12 yards total rushing. And I got to thinking about after Thursday's show, um, which you can go back and watch. We had Paul Brown from England, saw Buckingham Palace, which was really cool. Um, I'm starting to agree with Elliot that the running back room needs a little upgrading. Um, and this sounds like Andrew Barry feels the same way. you got to read between the lines with Barry and, and Stefanski. And I, I have a feeling that they are not to say anything about uh, Felton. I just I think Felton and Ford are the same type of player. And then you need a veteran. You need a veteran in the backfield to, to at least give Nick Chubb a break. You can't play Nick Chubb 100% of the snaps. Offensive snaps every game for 17 games. Uh, You've got to bring in a veteran guy, somebody who can run. And, you know, I've heard Ezekiel Elliott, although the, and I've heard bring back Kareem Hunt, although uh, Buffalo uh, had a running back who got hurt prior to training camp in a non football accident. I haven't heard what it is, but uh, they're already down to back. Um, and I've seen, uh, Kareem hunt tied to the bills and the Redskins. I mean, the commanders or whatever the heck they're going to call themselves. Uh, so, and Ezekiel Elliott, I got to wait till his price comes down. He would be, he would make sense, but he's going to have to realize he's going to have to take less money and it's going to have to have a smaller role with the team. Um, but we'll find out, but definitely need a, I am agreeing with Elliot. Elliot, if you're watching this, I am agreeing with you. We need a veteran running back. The running back room is short. So um, also, I was watching videos today besides seeing uh, Miles Garrett be a team guy. Shock of shocks. Thought you people told me he wasn't a team guy. Um, Helping out Alex Wright with some technique, how to use his arms and hands. I also thought, and I've mentioned this guy before. I mean, I love Hakeem Grant as a punt returner. I wrote in my blog over the weekend that I my money was on him making the team. Although he doesn't have any guaranteed money, he reworked his deal. So cutting him really wouldn't cost the team anything. But apparently uh, Jalen Darden was uh, not only uh, working well with uh, Deshaun Watson on passing drills, uh, but was fielding punts. So keep an eye on Jalen Darden. Um, I want to see him in uh, game competition. I, I, I hope he's healthy and makes it into the Hall of Fame game. I'd like to see, you know, because we're, we're not probably not going to see, I know we're not going to see Deshaun Watson, uh, even though back in 99, Troy Aikman started against the Browns in the Hall of Fame game, but that was a different era. Um, but I like to, I want to see what he does uh, during games. Um, he might be a surprise pick if, if Marquise Goodman doesn't make, you know, can't make the team because of the blood clots. Now, uh, as for injuries, uh, they talked about Amari Cooper. Uh, they don't think it's very serious. Um, they they suggested early morning news conference that he'd be on the field today. He wasn't. He was on the sidelines. That's something to keep an eye on, but they're not too worried about it. They're still still assuming Marquise Goodman is is going to be all right to make the team, but. Blood clots are serious. This is serious. Kind of in the lungs and his legs. I, I just, I just don't see it happening. Um, so if a, if he doesn't, if he's put on the pup list, which could, um, I think Jalen Darn has the best chance chance to be number six wide receiver. Um, you're looking at Amari Cooper, DPJ, Elijah Moore, who, by the way, there's a video of him running out of the backfield. I love it. Line up all over the place. Uh, David Bell, Cedric Tillman, those guys are locked. And then you have Marquise uh, Goodwin. Um, so I would think that uh, Jalen Darden has the best shot to replace Marquise Goodwin. Um, what else did I see today? Oh, they they did their first kind of slow mo eleven on elevens. The starting defensive line was, uh, of course, Tomlinson, Elliott, Garrett, and Smith. Um, They had Emerson and Ward at the corners, and they had Newsom in the slot. So, um, also they talked about JOK uh, needs to stay healthy. Um, uh, Coach Stefanski alluded that he needs to... Play smarter and not as reckless. He still wants to get his aggressiveness, but there's a difference between playing aggressive and playing reckless. Um, I know with the the new scheme that uh, Jim Schwartz is going to run, <coughs> the uh, it's all defensive pressure, defensive line pressure, but the linebackers have to be there there to clean up the what's left. Um, also, a safety brought up like in Delpit or McLeod. Um, so J.O.K. needs to stay healthy. Grant Delpit needs to stay healthy. Um, what else? Uh, a lot of people are speculating that Jalen Darlin would uh, take David Bell's spot. That's not going to happen. David Bell is going to make this team. Um, let's see what he can do. Uh, he didn't help himself many having, uh, training camp injuries. So uh that's it for this week. Oh, another thing we got to improve the, the pressure improvement, and I I totally forgot about this. That last year the, the defense only had 34 sacks, which was 28th in the league. And as if you remember, Miles Garrett had 16 of those 34. So I expect that to, to change drastically under Jim Schwartz and and somebody that never gets mentioned. Um Jim Washburn. Jim Washburn is a special advisor, just like uh, Jim Schwartz was an advisor for the Titans last year. Uh, Jim Washburn, veteran defensive line coach, veteran, uh, uh, good eyes to have, additional set of eyes to have, uh, good teacher, also good relationship with with uh, Namagansu, who uh, is still out there, but he usually waits. Till like the last six weeks of the season before he picks the team, he wants to go to a team that's pretty much guaranteed to go to the playoffs. He doesn't need training camp, so uh, Sue will not be an option to be signing before the end start of the season. So that's it for today's show. I just wanted to show you something of my uh, many many T-shirts today. I'm wearing a Middle Tennessee. There you go. Check it out, Middle Tennessee Brownsbacker T-shirt. I know it looks like a label of a Jack Daniels model, a little-known fact, uh, like Disney, if you use anything that looks like Jack Daniels, Jack Daniels will sue the crap out of you unless you get permission. And uh, the the board member over members over at the Middle Tennessee Browns backers got their permission. And it's a cool T-shirt. I love this shirt. So um, that's where I'll be watching the first game with my, my fellow Browns backers. So shout-out to all the Browns backers out there. So that's today's show. Um, I'll be watching a lot of uh, social media videos and listening to a lot of interviews between now and the next show. And also now, um, hopefully, we'll be on Thursday night with uh, John and hopefully Elliot and maybe even Joel and uh, or maybe even Sam. So this is the Cleveland Browns Dog Pound South podcast, uh, part of the Fanatical Elves Network, which is part of the. Uh, fans first sport network all i ask that you, you do is you follow you download or view all or listen you can uh, spotify uh apple um youtube you, you can find us everywhere just give us a listen give us a watch and give us a follow so that's all for this week uh see you next week also um watch for my articles with cleavansportstalk.com. And I've started writing my Dog Pound South blog again because I can be a little more free with my opinions uh, on my blog than I can for with my articles. So thanks for watching. Remember, you can find us anywhere you find any blog or uh, podcast, any podcast or video or anything, just, just follow along. Download, listen, view, and that's it for this week. Go Browns.